This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business, and we're joined by Olivia Selly, a lawyer from Harkers Parker, and we're here to discuss how the energy brokers pocketed secret commissions at the expense of charities and small businesses. Thank you for joining us, Olivia. No problem. Hi. Olivia, please tell us more about your role at Harkers Parker. I'm an associate working on these undisclosed commission cases, and I work alongside a team of partner and a support team of paralegals. And we've been working on these cases for around nine months. Could you start by explaining the practice of energy firms incentivizing brokers to lock small business, especially into energy deals for lucrative commissions? How did the scheme actually work? The practice has been ongoing for well over a decade, we think. What was happening was energy suppliers were paying commissions to brokers for introducing contracts to them. But what was then happening was the energy company was recouping the cost of that commission by applying an uplift to the tariff that the customer paid. And the real problem with that was that the customers were expecting their broker to get them the best possible deal. But really, the brokers were being incentivized to place contracts, not necessarily in the customer's best interest, uh, where the supplier was paying them a higher commission. So it seems that certain groups were also targeted as well, because there seems to be a, a preference, if you like, for vulnerable entities like care homes and churches, and they were specifically targeted. Could you elaborate on why that may have happened? Well, from what we've seen, no business was necessarily protected from this practice. It was endemic. The fact that some smaller enterprises went through the same problem is really just a result of them perhaps being less sophisticated consumers of energy. If you make a phone call to a charity, someone's volunteering, working part-time and dealing with the energy placement, they're not going to have the requisite experience to be aware of these sorts of things. They're not even going to ask the question necessarily. Whereas a much larger business with a sophisticated procurement department um, is going to be aware that these sorts of things happen. And so they're less likely to be vulnerable in that respect. What was Ofgem doing about all of this? Well, Ofgem has been aware of a lack of transparency in the energy market for a long time. And they've been making strides to clarify guidance and regulation as to these practices. But actually, the law that applies to brokers and their responsibilities to their customers have been set in stone for quite some time. They owe a duty of care to their customers to provide information on a disinterested basis. And obviously, the receipt of a secret commission breaches that duty And so it's not necessarily a matter for Ofgem to step in on. It's actually these rules have been in place for a long time and perhaps they've just been flouting them because they can't point to a specific Ofgem line that says you can't receive a commission. So the cost of living crisis really and pandemic and all those associated um, struggles that small businesses have faced have really placed a high level of pressure on small businesses. How did this play into the hands of the somewhat unscrupulous brokers. The practice of it being a charge added to each unit that that the business pays means that it compounds the effect of these increasing energy rates. You know, businesses have been affected quite severely. We're our client base, we think it's cost the typical business on a normal energy contract around £15,000 more that they shouldn't have paid if the commission hadn't been applied. Um, and obviously, 
certain sectors particularly badly affected, as you mentioned, care homes, um, hospitality businesses, pubs, who are already struggling so much as a result of COVID and now increased energy prices. Um, So it's really been quite dramatic for a lot of businesses. So did any businesses actually complain? And if so, what was the result of that? Well, I'm not sure the extent to which businesses have complained about the commission element in particular, because the nature of the commission is that they're concealed, so they don't necessarily know they've been paying it. I think lots of businesses have been seeking help and assistance um, generally, um, assistance with energy bills. And as we know, the government did step in to provide some relief to businesses. Harkus Parker, you're a law firm, you're spearheading this legal action to reclaim these commissions. What prompted this legal action? Was it a particular case or a particular group of cases that prompted that action? A statement that was released by Ofgem that spoke to the lack of transparency and the risk that customers weren't necessarily getting the best deal. It was nothing that they said that was set in stone, but it sort of put us on notice that there were these slightly underhanded practices going on, which we then started to investigate and quite quickly it became apparent what what was happening. What would be the next steps moving forward? Well, what we do for all of our clients when they join the claim is we we sort of review their eligibility, check what the commission arrangements were. We're now in the process of grouping our clients together, depending on what supplier they're with, and writing to letters of claim to those suppliers, which gives them an opportunity to set out their response to those allegations. What we're expecting is for them to be denied in, in various guises, and we will then um, seek to issue proceedings, high court proceedings. Well, how long do these things normally take? Because most people who are listeners here at Podcast Radio Business will think, oh, legal action, that, that sounds like it could take a long time. They'd be right in thinking that. Um, we we usually have to tell people that the time scale is measured in years rather than months. And um, that said, in circumstances where suppliers are willing to hold their hands up and admit that something untoward happened, then they might be open to settlement and then the time scale could be a lot shorter. So in your opinion, or from the facts that you've seen placed in front of you, was it purely done for money or control of the market? Or is there a particular thread that runs through these particular cases? I think profit is obviously always in the mind of suppliers and brokers alike. Commission structures are not unusual. There's nothing necessarily wrong with commission in itself. The problem arises is when it's concealed from customers, which deprives them of the opportunity to make an informed decision um, as to the product they're purchasing. And that's really the crux of the issue here. The fact that they weren't communicated to customers, they didn't know, that's the real difficulty. They're paying these bills, they don't know that a high proportion of them is actually commission. Now we know that obviously this practice has gone on for some time. What can businesses who've managed to avoid this unscrupulous behaviour, what can they do moving forward? Well, I think the first thing when taking out energy using a broker is to ask the broker upfront what the commission arrangements are. They should always provide information when asked as to what the commission arrangements are. And that's what Ofgem are speaking out quite firmly about now. And that's sort of the best you can do, really. Um, Ask, and if they're not forthcoming about that, then that should put them on notice that perhaps something untoward is happening and they should shop around again for their energy. So how would businesses who are listening to this podcast and who feel that they themselves or other businesses that they know want to find out what is going on here and they feel that they may be affected, where would they go for that information? 
So we have a lot of information available on our website, which is energylitigation.com. You can also register for the claim there. And we ask a few questions about energy contracts. We ask customers to um, upload an an energy bill so we can start looking at uh, potential claim value and things like that. The form takes about 10 minutes to to register. And if if people aren't quite at this stage where they want to instruct solicitors, well, they're welcome to have a conversation with us and we can give them a bit more background information. So in your opinion, and from what you've seen, obviously there are probably many, many, many more cases to be added to this. What do you think that the energy industry can do to increase that transparency and to make sure that this doesn't happen again in the future? Well, I think we are seeing changes. Um, The most severe practices seem to be limited to happening sort of more than three years ago. Um, Increasingly, we are seeing improved disclosure in energy contracts, and we hope that that's just an improving pattern. We also expect that litigation of the sort that we're pursuing will act as a huge disincentive to the energy market as a whole to continue with the status quo of, of adding on secret commissions. Thank you. That's really been helpful. So, Olivia Selly from Harkers Parker Solicitors, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you.